0: Hey, welcome to the 1505 Club. I'm excited about today's episode because this is something that I've been wanting to cover for a while now. Today I'm going to be talking about the DISC profile and how you can use this in your office to have a better understanding of your patients and what their communication style is. I know that one of the struggles many young doctors face is knowing how to work with different personality types. The fact of the matter is that we all have elements of different styles wrapped up in our own personalities. It's simply a matter of degree. My purpose for using this is not to sac- psychoanalyze anybody, but I use it to gain insight and have a better perspective of their expectations. You can think of it as an element of customer service. So what I'm gonna do is explain the four primary styles and give you insights into the idiosyncrasies that I've noticed with each style within the chiropractic office. I think this episode has the potential to be a real difference maker for you. So let's talk about the disc profile. My wife was the first person to introduce me to the DISC profile. The office she was working in introduced it as a way of creating teamwork and better inner office interactions. My wife, however, immediately saw the value in being able to rapidly profile her patients as a way of knowing how best and how worst to communicate with them. Of course, she insisted that I take the test and we immediately began teaching ourselves about the system so we'd be able to quickly identify one personality versus another. We used this method in her dental office because in that environment, Each patient is interacting with a team of people. It's very helpful if we can identify the personality type as a team and act consistently with them. It also helps if the front desk can identify the personality so that the doctor knows what they're walking into before they even get there. So let's start by talking about the four basic types, and then we can talk about the practical application of each style. We'll start by talking about the Ds. As you learn more about the styles, you'll find it's no surprise that the Ds always come first. That's just a little joke, but you'll get it by the time we're done. The D stands for dominance. A person primarily in this disc quadrant places emphasis on accomplishing results and seeing the big picture. They are confident, sometimes blunt, outspoken, and demanding. D styles are motivated by winning, competition, and success. They prioritize taking action, accepting challenges, and achieving results and are often described as direct and demanding, strong-willed, driven, and determined. D styles tend to be outspoken, but can be rather skeptical and questioning of others. Now these are my observations. Ds ask questions as a way of tripping you up to expose your lack of knowledge and then assert their dominance. When a D asks a question, it's always a trap because they often aren't listening to the answer anyway. They're just looking for you to stumble. Once upon a time, My wife had some patients who were brought in by their dad and the dad was a D. She told me she was frustrated because the kids had some dental issues that needed to be addressed, but the dad made it clear that he wasn't really interested in knowing anything about the situation. He just wanted her to do her job. They will often say it like that. You'll try to explain and they'll make a condescending remark about you just doing your job. Anyway, she was trying to figure out how to explain it to the dad so he would actually listen. So she came up with an idea. The next time she talked with him, she made the entire conversation all about him. Instead of saying that the child will be in pain, she said, if he's in pain, then that's gonna really interfere with your schedule. The plan worked remarkably well, so the next time she took it up a notch, she realized that when a D asks how you are doing, they don't really care, so she made the entire conversation all about him. In that context, she was able to communicate everything he needed to know about his child in a context that he, where he could hear it and then he could act on it. Please know that I'm not trying to be mean or overly critical here, but you should know that anything I'm saying that you might take as an insult, a D would actually take as a compliment. They're proud of who they are, and they wouldn't want to be any other way. So let's finish the basic profile of a D. Fears. Their fear is being seen as vulnerable or to be taken advantage of. This is what causes them to impulsively seek control. Ds are often selected for high positions because of the appearance that they are go-getters, who take the initiative and have things under control. Ds tend to love each other from afar and hate each other up close. For example, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and Nancy Pelosi are all Ds. The closer they get to one another, the less they like each other. <laughs> it's also just so happens that Ds make a good first impression, so they often get the job over people who might be more qualified. This is why Ds are so good at winning elections, and in fact, politicians are disproportionately Ds. Their values are competency, action, concrete results, personal freedom, and challenges. Their overuses are the need to win, which results in creating win and lose situations. They influence others by their assertiveness, their insistence, and their spirit of competition. I would add that they also use condescension as a tool to make people defensive, because defensive people don't attack. If a D is in over their head and they're afraid of getting caught, they will become condescending and rude preemptively to make sure people stay away so they don't find out. When I see a D acting this way for no apparent reason, I immediately ask myself, what do they know that they're hoping nobody else will find out? In conflict, they speak up about problems and they look to even the score. They can improve their effectiveness through patience and empathy. Now, I'm of the opinion that this, and this doesn't just go for Ds, but it goes for all, all the four types. Even if they, their value, their weakness, in this case, patience and empathy, they are unable to embody it. And that's what makes them a D in the first place. You cannot give what you do not possess. So if you try to elicit empathy from a D, you will always be disappointed. And the same goes for patients. The disc classic patterns for them are the developer, result-oriented, inspirational, and creative. D-styles tend to have goals such as these. They strive for unique accomplishments. They explore new opportunities, maintain control of the audience, achieve independence, and they get bottom line results. D-styles may need to expend more energy in order to show patience, display sensitivity, explain the details, and allow for deliberation. This last one is important in a group or committee setting. Ds do not value deliberation because at the core of it, Ds don't value other people's opinions or their insights. This is why they're generally poor conversationalists unless they are talking about themselves. For me personally, this is one of the easiest ways to spot a D, and if you have one on your team or in your practice, you'll find they value fast answers more than thoughtful ones. D-style leaders are often commanding and confident, taking care and focusing on the results. They often display leadership characteristics such as being commanding, being resolute, and pioneering. I'll never forget how in the book Good to Great, author Jim Collins highlights a comparison between two companies. One was good and the other was great. The good company had a D for a CEO. His style led the company to be good even though work morale was terrible. As soon as the CEO, who was also the founder, died, the company disappeared. We can see this same story played out rather dramatically by the history of Apple. The company obviously had its best years under Steve Jobs, but nobody had a good time doing it. It's also worth noting that Jim Collins tells this story as a cautionary tale of why this type of CEO or leader is probably not the best for the longevity of the company. The D will certainly get theirs, but the legacy and longevity of the company will probably suffer for it. Examples of Ds are Simon Cowell, Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna, and Alec Baldwin. Next we have the I. I stands for influence. A person in this DISC quadrant places emphasis on influencing or persuading others. They tend to be enthusiastic, optimistic, open, trusting, and energetic. I styles are motivated by social recognition, group activities, and relationships. They prioritize taking action collaboration, and expressing enthusiasm, and are often described as warm, trusting, optimistic, magnetic, enthusiastic, and convincing. Their fears are the loss of influence, disapproval, being ignored, rejection. My wife and I have often stated their biggest fear is being made to look bad. I have to mention that a D in high position, who's looking to gain or maintain control, will often level false accusations against an eye as a way of controlling them. If you're an eye, you have to look out for this tactic so you aren't blindsided by it. The values of the eye are coaching and counseling, freedom of expression, democratic relationships. To put it bluntly, eyes are talkers and they value interaction with others. Their overuses are optimism and praise. They've influenced others through their charm, optimism, and energy. In conflict, they express their feelings, and they gossip. They can improve their effectiveness through being more objective, following through on tasks. Again, I don't think it's so easy as just doing these things, but knowing it is your weakness may be of some value. So the disc classic patterns for them are promoter, persuader, counselor, and appraiser. I-styles tend to have goals such as these, attain victory with flair, pursue friendships and happiness, achieve status through authority and prestige, seek approval and be popular, generate excitement. I-styles may need to expend more energy in order to get organized, research the facts, resist impulses, speak directly and candidly, stay focused for long periods, and follow through completely. I-styles love to take a new idea and run with it. They energize teams and build enthusiasm for projects. They can also be erratic leaders who see little need for consistency or caution. I-styles often display leadership characteristics such as energizing, pioneering, and affirming. Examples of an I are Robin Williams, Amy Poehler, Kevin Hart, and Jim Carrey. Next we have the S. S stands for steadiness. A person in this disk quadrant places emphasis on cooperation, sincerity, loyalty, and dependability. They tend to have calm, deliberate dispositions, and they don't like to be rushed. S-styles are motivated by cooperation, opportunities to help, and sincere appreciation. They prioritize giving support, collaborating, and maintaining stability, and are often described as calm, patient, predictable, deliberate, stable, and consistent. Their fears are change, loss of stability, offending others, and letting people down. Their values are loyalty, helping others, and security. Their overuses are modesty, passive resistance, and compromise. On this last point, I need to point out why compromise is not all it's cracked up to be. Chris Voss, the author of Never Split the Difference and a former FBI hostage negotiator, points out that if a terrorist says to you, I have two hostages and I'm gonna shoot them both, you can't say, let's compromise and you give me one hostage and you can shoot the other. That's not acceptable. Or a husband's wearing brown shoes and his wife says, only your black shoes will go with those pants. So they compromise and he wears one brown shoe and one black shoe. In fact, compromise often leads to a result that's most unacceptable for both parties. So it should not be highly valued, yet it often is, especially by the S's. Here's an observation that my wife and I have made. Between the two of us, we know a lot of doctors, both chiropractors and dentists. We do not know any who are S's, although we have family members who are. We've come to the conclusion that the educational process tends to weed out S's as doctors. However, there's no doubt that you do have S's as patients, or even as employees. So here's the important thing about S's. An S is the kind of person that when you ask them when they would like to come in, they'll say, well, whatever works for you. They hide their inability to commit behind a veil of accommodation. However, they will rarely voice their true opinion for fear of making waves, but they'll still hold offenses against you until they build up so much that they eventually explode all over you. Other personalities are often blindsided by this because they never see it coming. So this is my key advice. Just because an S is accommodating, never take them for granted, or you will regret it eventually. An S influences others by accommodation and consistent performance. In conflict, they listen to others' perspectives, and they keep their own needs to themselves. They can improve their effectiveness through displaying more self-confidence and revealing their true feelings. The Disclassic patterns for them are the specialist, achiever, agent, and investigator. S-styles tend to have goals such as these. To cultivate harmony and stability, strive for team accomplishments, find group acceptance, achieve power through formal roles and positions of authority, and maintain status quo and control of the environment. S-styles may need to expend more energy to quickly adapt to change, or unclear expectations, to multitask, to promote themselves, to confront others, to overcome indecisiveness, and to resist over accommodation. S-Style leaders are natural collaborators who like to reach consensus and create win-win situations. However, they can sometimes be passive and overly trusting, letting others take advantage of their supportive patient nature. S-Styles often display leadership characteristics such as being inclusive, humble, and affirming. Examples of the S style are Fred Rogers, aka Mr. Rogers, Jackie Chan, Mother Teresa, and Gandhi. And finally, we reach the Cs. C stands for conscientious. People with the dis C style personality place an emphasis on working conscientiously within existing circumstances to ensure quality and accuracy. C styles are motivated by opportunities to gain knowledge show their expertise, and produce quality work. They prioritize ensuring accuracy, maintaining stability, and challenging assumptions. They're often described as careful, analytical, systematic, diplomatic, accurate, and tactful. Their fears are criticism and being wrong, and strong displays of emotion. Their values are quality and accuracy. Their overuses are analysis and restraint. They influence others by logic and exacting standards. In conflict, they focus on logic and objectivity, and they overpower people with facts. They can improve their effectiveness through acknowledging others' feelings and looking beyond the data. The Disclassic patterns for these people are objective thinker, perfectionist, and practitioner. C-styles tend to have goals such as these, to stick to objective processes, to be accurate and correct, demonstrate stability and reliability, attain knowledge and expertise, and continue personal growth. C-styles may need to expend more energy to resist being overly critical or overanalyzing and isolating themselves, uh, to let go of and delegate tasks, to compromise for the good of the team to join in social events and celebrations, and to make quick decisions. C style leaders can be conscientious, disciplined, and diligent, providing high quality outcomes through careful analysis and planning. They can also be risk averse perfectionists who may not pay enough attention to the human element. C styles often display leadership characteristics such as these, deliberate, humble, and resolute. Examples of the C personality are Albert Einstein, Kevin Cosner, Richard Nixon, and Clint Eastwood. Obviously, what we've discussed so far is an oversimplification of personality. If you know more than one person with the same type, you know there's still a good amount of difference between those two people. This system is built to get into those differences, but we don't go there because I'm not trying to psychoanalyze anyone. I just wanna know their preferred communication style. However, for our purpose, it is beneficial to go one level deeper than we have so far. The next level, means that any type, we'll use C for example, can combine with a neighboring trait. That means that a C can be a CD or a CS, but never a CI. These connections make subtle but distinct differences, so let's look at that really quickly. CS styles tend to be cautious, orderly, and precise, influencing others through their practicality and attention to detail. Their traits are cautious, reflective, stable, orderly, even-tempered, precise, well-prepared, patient, conventional, and self-controlled. Their goals are stability and reliable outcomes. Their fears are emotionally charged situations and ambiguity. They influence others through practicality and attention to detail. Their overuses are traditional methods and a sense of caution. In conflict, they encourage a calm demeanor and avoids emotional situations. They can improve their effectiveness through showing flexibility, being more decisive, displaying a greater sense of urgency. Leadership qualities. The CS style leader can be modest and fair-minded, providing reliable outcomes through steadiness and consistency. They can also be rigid, overly cautious, and afraid to move beyond the status quo. So now compare that with the subtle difference we find in the CD style. The CD style tends to be skeptical, stubborn, and disciplined, influencing others through their strict standards and resolute approach. Their traits are skeptical, determined, questioning, critical thinker, stubborn, cynical, objective, disciplined, systematic, and they have high standards. Their goals are efficient results and rational decisions. Their fears are failure, and lack of control. They influence others through strict standards and a resolute approach. Their overuses are bluntness and a critical attitude. In conflict, they stick up for their own rights and they become passive aggressive. They can improve their effectiveness through cooperation, paying attention to the needs of others. In leadership, the CD style leader can be questioning an independent leader isn't afraid to challenge the status quo to get better results. They can also be cynical and sensitive leaders who can put a negative spin on everything. So you see that subtle difference even though both are C's by getting the CD versus the CS you actually get a little tweak on the personality and so that's where you got to notice the difference and find find the uniqueness of each individual. If we look at the the variations on the S personality we can see that the SI style tends to be generous approachable, and compassionate, influencing others by showing empathy and patience. Their trait is to be collaborative, well-liked, team-spirited, positive, encouraging, conflict-averse, overextended, approachable, generous, and compassionate. Their goals are acceptance and close relationships. Their fears are being forced to pressure others and facing aggression. They influence others by showing empathy and being patient. Their overuses are kindness, personal connections. In conflict, they show empathy and they gloss over the problems. They can improve their effectiveness through saying no when necessary and addressing issues. And in leadership, the SI-style leaders tend to be laid back, patient, and supportive of their staff and colleagues. They sometimes have a hard time confronting problems and acknowledging others' flaws. In contrast, the SC style tends to be accommodating, patient, and reliable, influencing others through diplomacy and self-control. Their traits are stability, consistent, predictable, accommodating, patient, inflexible, self-controlled, reliable, thoughtful, and soft-spoken. Their goals are to have a calm environment, fixed objectives, and steady progress. Their fears are time pressure, uncertainty, and chaos. They influence others with diplomacy, self control, and consistency. Their overuses are willingness to let others lead and their humility. In conflict, they encourage a calm demeanor and they retreat from the conflict. They could prove their effectiveness through initiating change and speaking up. In leadership, the SC style leader can be modest and fair-minded, providing reliable outcomes through steadiness and consistency. They can also be rigid, overly cautious, and afraid to move beyond the status quo. Let's look at the I style variations. The ID tends to be high energy, charismatic, and adventurous, influencing others through their boldness and passion. Their traits are high energy, poised, persuasive, open, ambitious, and self-promoting, influential, impatient, adventurous, and charismatic. Their goals are popularity, exciting breakthroughs, and prestige. Their fears are a fixed environment and loss of approval or attention. They influence others through their boldness and their passion. Their overuses are impulsiveness and outspokenness. In conflict, they express their feelings and they become overly dramatic. They could improve their effectiveness through focusing on the details, patience, and listening to others. Their leadership qualities are that they seek to stretch boundaries, find opportunities, and inspire action in others. They can be perceived as pushy, intimidating, or insincere. In contrast, the IS style tends to be warm, friendly, and sociable influencing others through their agreeableness and their empathy. Their traits are to be warm, friendly, accepting, collaborative, empathetic, upbeat, deadline-challenged, conflict-averse, cheerful, and sociable. Their goal is friendship. Their fear, pressuring others, and being disliked. They influence others with their agreeableness and their empathy. Their overuses are are patience with others and indirect approaches. In conflict, they seek emotional support and they dwell on wounded relationships. They would increase their effectiveness through acknowledging others' flaws and confronting problems. Leadership qualities are that they're supportive, respectful, and positive. They can also be indirect and conflict-averse. Finally, let's look at the variations on the D style. The DI style tends to be results-oriented, vocal, and enthusiastic, influencing others through their charm and bold action. Their traits are dynamic, inquisitive, and persuasive, rebellious, restless, entrepreneurial, results-oriented, vocal, and enthusiastic. Their goals are quick action, new opportunities. Their fears are loss of power or status, invisibility. They influence others with their charm and bold action. Their overuses are their impatience and their egotism and their manipulation. In conflict, they address issues head on and they might say things that they will later regret. And they could improve their effectiveness through patience, humility, consideration of others' ideas. In leadership, the DI style leaders are often pioneering, seeking to stretch boundaries, find opportunities, and achieve results. In contrast, the DC style tends to be diligent, tough-minded, and creative. They influence others through their high standards and their determination. Their traits is that they can be driven to perfection. They take initiative. They're diligent, determined, creative, blunt, critical, cool, focused, tough-minded, Their goals are independence and personal accomplishment. Their fears are failure to achieve their own standards, and they influence others through high standards and determination. Their overuses are bluntness, sarcastic or condescending attitude. In conflict, they stick up for their own rights and they dig in their heels. They can increase their effectiveness through warmth and more tactful communication. Their leadership qualities are that the DC style leaders often resolute, setting high expectations, and speaking up about problems. They tend to be concerned with improving methods and procedures. As a simple guide for thinking about the four basic personality types, the D is known as the winner. In most cases, this is their first and only goal. In the extreme, they will win at any cost. And this often leads them to have looser ethical boundaries than the other three types. When you see this win at any cost attitude, you know you've probably found a D. The I is known as the enthusiast. You can usually identify them by their general enthusiasm toward life. It's also easy to inspire enthusiasm in them, which makes them great team players and motivational leaders. They also tend to attract a crowd wherever they go. The S is known as the peacekeeper. S is just want to make sure everybody's happy. As an extreme example, my wife reminded me of a family where the wife was an S, but her boys were all Ds. These boys were completely out of control and made trouble everywhere they went. She would just shrug and say, what can you do? She thought it was her duty to just take whatever they were dishing out, but she was keeping the peace. The C's known as the analyst. The problem for C's, and I say this honestly, as I am one, C's often find very little use for other people. As long as we have the facts and we know what's right, we don't really care about other people's opinions. In fact, I just made the statement the other day that a, a C knows what they need to know, and they don't care if you know, and they don't care if you know that they know. When I first started in practice, I had to fight the internal dialogue that kept telling myself that explaining chiropractic to my patients just wasn't worth the effort because they can't understand it anyway. Sometimes that's true, but it's sometimes amazing who does get it and who goes on to spread it around for you. So let me put this all in chiropractic context and tell you how I use this to communicate with patients. One thing I learned about D's is that they don't want the details, and they're actually insulted if you try to force it on them. They'll make it blatantly obvious that they don't care what you have to say, and they aren't listening. With D's, I intentionally tell them less, or sometimes nothing at all, and they appreciate it. If they want to know more, they will ask. If they ask, only answer the question they asked. Don't take license to now tell them everything you want to tell them. If you do a good job, and you earn their respect, They will ask questions to know more. You just have to earn it first. With eyes, you have to focus on staying on course. Eyes love to take rabbit trails, and they'll keep you there all day for a good conversation. Eyes are also really good at keeping a conversation going, but they're really bad at being able to end a conversation. Help them. Know what you want to say. Stay on target. Let them ask questions. And bring the encounter to an end. S's just want to be accommodating and make sure they leave with everyone feeling good. They can be a struggle because you're talking, they're smiling and nodding, but you just know they aren't really listening to anything that you're saying. My secret to S's is to get them involved in the conversation. Don't just let them sit there and be a passive listener. C's are actually the hardest one for me because I am one. You may find similar difficulty with people who are just like you. I like details and so do they. Most of my patients are engineers, so that means they're mostly C's with a few D's thrown in. That means I could easily waste the whole day talking details with patient after patient who happens to be a C. So my trick with C's is to stick to the relevant details. If they don't understand, they will ask questions. Expect questions. So keep it simple, knowing that they will help you to fill in the gaps. That's because if there's any inconsistency in your story, they will know it and they will ask questions for clarity. If you give them a lame or dismissive answer, they will know it, but they won't necessarily call you out on it. If you do it, assume you didn't get away with it. I could probably go on all day telling you stories about these different personality types, but I don't want to do that. Instead, I'd like to wrap up with one final aspect I think you will find beneficial. At this point, you should have some idea of what you think you are, and that's good, We know that we can have elements of the type that is next to ours, but what about the one that's opposite? In my case, I'm a C, so I'm talking about the I. I do not have any elements of an I. However, my wife is an I, and that's not the least bit uncommon. D's and S's tend to marry, and I's and C's tend to marry. This works well because it balances out the weakness of each person. If you're not married to your opposite, don't fret, it's not really the end of the world. It just happens that marrying your opposite just seems to happen kind of naturally. In that context, I found with building an office, it was beneficial for me to have an eye in my office, especially at the front desk, as the first point of contact. Given the perfect scenario, I'd want one of each personality type in the office. And then you simply delegate tasks based on strength. The biggest problem in most offices is that tasks get delegated to someone who doesn't have that particular task as their strength and then that becomes the weakness of the office. This system doesn't just help you with communicating with your patients, but it also helps with building teamwork with your staff. Well, I hope you found this beneficial today. I know I've hit you with a lot of information. Here's my recommendation. This next week, try to profile people in your mind. See if you can get an idea of who people are and how they communicate. Then, come back and listen to this again, and I'm sure you'll get more out of it the second time. I've been using this system for years, But putting this information together for you today created even greater clarity than what I already had. Hopefully it'll do the same for you. Thank you for joining me today and as always, I hope you have the very best week possible and I'll see you again next time.